This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Before formally introducing my guest and plugging a little bit about who he is, I'm going to just quickly say, as I always do, thank you to my sponsor, Halton Honda, for believing in Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I also want to thank my family and friends over at C-Suite Radio Network in New York uh, for partnering with me, believing in me, and of course, all podcasts links following live shows can be found on my host page with the C-Suite Radio Network. So who is my guest today? Well, my guest today is a gentleman, a very, very inspiring gentleman by the name of Trent Hepler. Trent spent most of his life developing his fat and funny persona, but inwardly he was full of fear, depression, and struggled with unacknowledged addictions. As he approached his 40th birthday, he knew there was more to him. He dreamt of running a marathon. So putting his trust in the Lord and teaming up with some key friends and family, he started his transformation. Ten and a half months later and 150 pounds lighter, he crossed the marathon finish line and his new life began. Today, Trent has completed two marathons and his first half Ironman 70.3 and looks forward to the day when he can run with his wife, Melanie. He lost the weight without surgery, a special diet, or a gym membership. He shares this personal transformation so that others may receive direction, encouragement, and inspiration in their own journey of change. Trent is husband to an amazing woman and a father to a stepdaughter, daughter, and a son. He is the youngest of six children with four older sisters and one brother. He loves spending time with his family, friends, experiencing new activities, and helping others. He thoroughly enjoys his biweekly runs with his friends and most of his other workouts during the week. He is a committed Latter-day Saint and loves the Lord. He has a bachelor's degree in business management and lives with his wife in Kennewick, Washington, USA. Trent's passion is to help others transform and elevate their lives. He is an author, speaker, and transformational coach. Wow. Welcome to the show, Trent. That's quite the portfolio. How are you, my friend? Thank you so much. I am fantastic this day. It's uh, so great to be here during this holiday season and to uh, be talking with you, Lisa, and your listeners. This is fantastic. Well, this is amazing. And of course, anybody who knows anything about my program and what it is we choose to highlight and focus on with each of my guests that I'm so glad, blessed and honored to be able to showcase on a weekly basis is that this truly is all about living fearlessly. You know, we, we all get caught up in different 
aspects of our life at different times in the juncture where, you know, we fumble, we fall, uh, we're full of self-doubt, and we just have to find that voice within ourselves that compels us to keep pushing forward, knowing that by doing so, it doesn't only just enrich our lives and enhance the quality of our lives, but it shows to people that we are the example of what they can also do to empower themselves. So I want to thank you for walking the talk, and in your case, running the walk. So why don't we get right into, you know, I'm always interested in the backstory and some of which obviously has been gleaned and captured in the bio. Um, But if we could go back to, you know, the beginning stages of when it started to become clear for you that, you know, there was a bigger purpose for you, there was a bigger picture and there was a bigger legacy in which you were uh, meant and designed to leave behind in in the wake of everybody else who came into contact with you. So, you know, who are some of your intangible, tangible mentors and how did this all begin for you? Yeah, so that is a, a fantastic place to start. My story actually starts more when I was about 35, and mm-hmm. um, at that point in my life, there was uh, I was having a lot of things happen in my life. I actually had four different attorneys that I had on retainer. I had a real estate attorney, a bankruptcy attorney, a criminal attorney, an environmental attorney, and my life was in upheaval. I was seeing a therapist three days a week. I was actually fairly miserable um, and just my life was strewn down with, with fear. Um, I saved all of my good traits and energies for when I was at work, when I was trying to put a good face on. But at home, I was a bit of a miserable mess for many years. And uh, as I look back now and I've asked my, my family to uh, describe me in adjectives, who I was, they use words like you know angry, agitated, uh, fat, lazy, demanding, explosive, um, short-tempered, emotional, tired, worried. Uh, intolerant, um, irritable, uptight, and um, I knew something needed to change. And so at that time in my life, my brother, uh, who is just older than me and someone I've always looked up to and admired, was doing full Ironmans. He was doing the full uh, Ironman uh, races and was having a lot of success. And I thought, here I am, you know, 350, 360 pounds. My brothers have all these accolades. I want to have some of that praise. Mm -hmm. And why don't I run a marathon? (laughs) <laughs> now, I, I, I put a lot of thoughts, so I made a goal. So that's kind of the first thing, and that the first point I want to come to is I made a goal, and that goal was to run a marathon. I said, okay, by the time I'm 40, so in five years, I want to run a marathon. I went and I did uh, a one thing uh, in those five years. I told my best friend, who is a runner and a coach, track coach, that I wanted to do it. Other than that, Lisa, I did absolutely nothing about it. Life just passed me by. Fear just consumed me. Depression took over my life, and I tried to find solace in my addictions. Wow. On the, on the eve of my 40th birthday, I was at a, uh, a church uh, barbecue, and um, I was sitting there, and I was reflecting on me mm-hmm. and, and, and thinking to myself, am I really that loser that sets a serious goal and then does nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I've let uh, my life be consumed uh, by things that just drive you down and not up. And uh, I wanted to be a person that was helping others and helping myself to be up and influencing my kids and my family and those around me for good. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was I was 
um, there was a, a, a friend in front of me that uh, I admired very much. We weren't very close because I was fat and he was very athletic and we didn't have a lot in common. He always talked about his cycling stuff and I didn't understand he liked talk a different language. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned to my wife, I said, I think I'm going to ask Scott um, to be my personal trainer. And then I said, no, I'm not going to do it. But then I, I uh, was standing behind him and I kind of heard myself say, it was almost an out of body experience. And I said, Scott, Will you be my personal trainer? Wow. And he turned around, Lisa, and he looked me straight in the eyes. And he said, yes. Beautiful. And that was it. That something switched right there. Something snapped. Something clicked. The universe uh, said, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. And I freaked out a little bit, made some kind of, you know, silly retort like, Oh yeah, no, no, that's no big deal. Yeah, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And it says, I'll call you in a couple of days. <laughs> Amazing. Well, a lot of simultaneous thoughts came to me as it often does when I'm listening to my guests speak. And so one thing I want to say is kudos to you because of course starting anything, taking the initiative to step outside of your comfort zone, that requires massive action. It requires fierce commitment and it believes, it also requires like a staunch belief in yourself. And even though clearly from what you've described, there was some trepidation, there was some self-doubt, it was a surreal experience, you still allowed yourself to be navigated and clearly you allowed yourself to be coachable because you have to be coachable and I think surrounding yourself with mentors and trainers and coaches and people who have inspired to do what it is you exactly wish to accomplish in your own life. Call it motivated for health reasons, spiritual reasons, um, being a leader in your own life, you know, being your own hero, being your own hero, being your own leader and your own best friend. Whatever the motivation, the fact of the matter is you stepped into it and look at where you are today and look at the kind of story and inspiration you're now imparting to the masses, the collective here on global radio to tell anybody that it's possible, that it's possible. And I would argue, and you can agree with me or not, or you can disagree with me, uh, Trent, but, you know, I think starting something, yes, that's a very difficult, very challenging thing to do because uh, you have to relinquish a lot of things while you're simultaneously embracing and adopting a new way of thinking, a new perspective, and a new lease on life. However, I would go so far as to say, that it's the maintaining the momentum, the sustainability of it that is the true challenge when you're on that treadmill and you're starting to see the results, but the results come from the fact that it's ongoing commitment, it's ongoing work. You know, people can hit the wall when they get to that level. So maybe you can talk to the listeners and myself a little bit about how you've managed to sustain this and adopt this as a, a true way of life. It's not a phase. It's not a stage. It's not just something you did to garner accolades or whatnot, but it's something that you actually believe to the core of your being, how you must live your life. Yeah, that is uh, so absolutely true. I mean, uh, you know, two weeks later, the initial excitement wore off and it became work. <laughs> yes. It became work. And there's there's four pillars really for me that I reflect back on that were integral in this being a success and in being life-changing. Um, so when anybody, you see anybody and they say, oh, you've lost weight, you know, what is it, diet and exercise? And I always say, yes, it is diet and exercise, but primarily it is changing everything else about my life. And so uh, one pillar would be diet, one would be exercise, another one would be accountability. And yeah. so um, making connection, making connection and being responsible with that connection. And the fourth is addiction recovery. 
is learning about addiction, is learning about recovery. And in that recovery, there is faith. And so there is certainly God in there. And so those are the things that um, combine together in a high overall view that that uh, have helped me to maintain and to achieve that goal. Um, within each pillar, if I go back to diet, I mean, you, you, you come back to what you put in your body uh, is what you are physically. Yes. And when you put garbage into your body, you are garbage. You know, um, it, you it, it doesn't you translate it doesn't have some kind of miracle effect on there that turns you into uh, a healthy food. And so what you eat is super important. Um, the the United States, uh, I think, has a huge problem with sugar. I think sugar in general, there are many, many, many people that are addicted to sugar and sugar um, in your system converts to so much that is unhealthy. So I'm not, you know, I'm not an anti-sugar warrior, but I certainly don't think, uh, I certainly think that it is way overused and, uh, 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 and very acceptable uh, in our society. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, you, I've used, and, and it's been very healthy in my life, uh, you know, my wellness cleanse, which is a candida overgrowth um, uh, a killer. It kills off the candida yeast infection in your gut, which actually drives so much of autoimmune issues, emotional issues. There's so much going on right now with gut health. And so learning how to eat right and eat properly um, is, is really, really, really important. Wonderful. Well, a few things I want to touch upon here in no particular order, uh, segue from what you've just talked about and enlightened us about. So, you know, we often know, you know, perception is oftentimes reality. So when we talk about things like self-worth, self-concept, self-esteem, a lot of people on the outside, on the exterior, the package, everybody looks, you know, seemingly like they've got it together. People might think that about you. But we all know that even though people look pretty, they look fit, um, you know, life seems to be working in their favor. They seem to be operating at their highest vibrational level. We know sometimes that the inner chatter, the inner dialogue of what's true going on within ourselves might be incongruent with the outside exterior package. So can we touch a little bit upon, you know, what the transformation process was for you in terms of the exterior being congruent with the interior and if that's something that you still grapple with or is that something that you've honed quite nicely for yourself? Oh, I love it. That is an awesome question. And uh, no, I, I would say I grapple, I wrestle, I fight. I kick and I scream uh, all the time. No, it, it's a constant battle. Um, I want to go to, I have four things that I try and remember every day. And mm-hmm. they are all really based on the principle of fear. One is a description of fear, and that is worry is fear turned inward. Anger is fear turned outward. Um, mm-hmm. The second one is um, it's supposed to be hard, Right. And that yeah. is going to be a tool to combat fear. So understanding that there are supposed to be trials, there are supposed to be challenges, there are supposed to be struggles that we face um, that, that the, in this life is supposed to be hard. The second one is not, or the, the second tool is of my four things, um, is not to keep secrets. When we keep secrets, we are bound by those secrets, and those secrets will end up ruling us instead mm-hmm. of us ruling our own lives. And then the uh, fourth one is to pray out loud, pray to a higher power, pray to my father in heaven every day uh, privately uh, in a prayer. Uh, also another tool to combat fear. 
Now, I go back to it's supposed to be hard. I have continual struggles. Um, Lisa, I, I, I've been uh, gainfully employed uh, through a, multi, a myriad of jobs over the, uh, the course of uh, my, my, my career. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, here just Monday, uh, what, 14 days ago, Monday the 13th, so that was, I don't know, uh, 10 days, 12 days ago, I, my wife and I were both laid off. I mean, it's not like things get easier. It's not like there's some magical waiting place. I love the book by Dr. Seuss um, called the uh, – what's it called? The Places You'll Go. Oh, the Places yeah. You'll Go. And in that book, there's, oh, the waiting place. And everybody's just waiting for it. When, it's, when you know, the train's going to arrive and life's going to be great and spring is going to be in full bloom and we aren't going to have any worries, I have long ago – you know, not forgotten that, but attempted to forget that. It comes back all the time where I don't. I still want to have that place where I can just rest and relax and have beautiful women feed me grapes, right? But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't anticipate that coming because I know it's supposed to be hard. So I guess the first thing that I've done is recognize that. I remind myself of that every day when I am struggling with depression, when I wake up and I just don't want to get out of bed. I know it's supposed to be hard that in moving forward, I'm gaining momentum. And by doing that, I'm having the real life change in my own life that I want to have, that I want to help other people have in their lives. And that's really where I find my passion. I find my passion in talking to you about my passion, about helping other people transform and elevate their lives. And that's what I want to help people to do. And Beautiful. it's so easy to get caught up in the daily problems. You know, the, the wife yeah. that is not feeling well. The daughter that's having problems, uh, you know, with her with her new marriage and life. The the son who's you know on his mission and we can't talk to him, but a couple times a year and and struggles with his companion. I mean, all those little things that just life that can bring you down. But realizing that they're there for a purpose. Life is not supposed to be easy. And when it is, you're probably moving backwards and you're not moving forwards. Love it. And I couldn't agree with you more, Trent. Everything you're saying speaks to me, resonates with me wholeheartedly, as I'm sure it is with the listeners who are tuned into the program here uh, today. And aside from Scott, your initial trainer, who else would you like to make mention of in terms of being tangible or intangible mentors that have really helped navigate you and guide you on your journey? So absolutely. So in the beginning, there was Scott and then uh, there was Ty. So Scott Gifford and Ty Ingstrom. They were great friends. Uh, Scott's an insurance agent and Ty's a, a police sergeant, actually, uh, back in the Vancouver area in Portland area where I, where I uh, just moved from a year and a half ago. Um, they were there every step of the way for me in that 10 and a half months, in that year process when I really had the weight loss. Um, and the weight loss is a good physical uh, expression of what I went through, but truly the much greater thing that happened was what happened inside, what happened with my emotional, with my spiritual, with my being of who I was. Uh, that growth and that change was far greater than my physical. And them being there uh, were, were great support. Um, you know, uh, it, and, and, and were my main anchors at that point. Since then, as I've moved on and had other great circles of influence, there have been many people that have come into my life at the right time, at the right moment, to help buoy me up and support me. And I think that is where... I have learned from my addiction recovery. See, because addiction is isolation. Mm-hmm. When you are in addiction and you are in a problem and understanding that isolation, the opposite of that is connection. Yes. The only way to get out of that is to connect with people. And so 
what that means is getting out there, sharing, being honest, being open, not keeping secrets, right? Again, back to my things that I just can't stop talking about, but having that connection. Um, I've connected with uh, Terry Gassaway, who has been instrumental in helping us to combat uh, a candida overgrowth and health uh, from a supplemental prep perspective. My wife has very been very ill uh, all of her life ever since well, ever since our son was born, and he's 19 now, with autoimmune issues that came on from taking too many antibiotics when he was born. It killed off all her good, you know, all of her good system, her bad gut flora, her good gut flora. And since then has had ulcerative colitis, had had her colon removed, um, has had all different kinds of autoimmune issues and uh, had a candida yeast overgrowth. And we've had changed her life by being able to find the right products, the right attitude to help her to move forward. And so um, he's been a fantastic and a great connection. Um, my, running group, my running groups is a huge part of my connection. So when I moved to, to Kennewick, uh, Washington, about a year and a half ago, I started up another running group, and uh, I ran with the guys this morning. We got up at 6 a.m. They weren't very happy to get up at 6 a.m., <laughs> but we got up and we went. It's raining here today. We went for a run. We ran 3.4 miles, and um, we all hate running. I don't like running. What I like is the connection I get from running. What I like is um, the strength that it comes um, there's a connection between mind, body, and spirit that I never understood when I was large, and maybe most people don't. But having a healthy body so intensifies and increases yes. the spiritual, the emotional booing that you need. Mm-hmm. When you have an unhealthy body, you just don't feel it the same way. And I know that because I lived that for 35 years, 40 right. years. Right. I mean, I, I didn't really start getting fat until I was eight. So I can't count those first eight years. But, you know, I, I have been fat ever since I was eight until I was 40. And so I still identify in my head with being fat. The first two years, I couldn't look in a mirror because I didn't recognize myself. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's my brother. Why am I looking at my brother? Wow. <laughs> and so it's it's just crazy. But having that that connection is 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 integral. So. Don't isolate. Uh, you know, I, I want to share these things because I want people to understand. Listen, I understand. It's hard. I have mm-hmm. some tools that you can use to move forward. And this, this is the, these are what they are and these are how they work. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to suck a lot. Yeah. Yes. But you got to go and you got to do it. Yeah. Well, a few things I wanted to say to you, Trent, and why I think you're a true warrior is, you know, one, I talk about this quite openly and quite consistently on radio. I truly believe that the people who are the most vulnerable, the people who wear it on their sleeves as uh an example to illustrate to others, you know, because people tend to get focused on the success story. People think that everything is seamless and effortless. People don't understand that to maintain that positivity, to choose that mindset, to be a leader in your own life, uh, to set the example, to be congruent, to be consistent, to be dedicated, that is ongoing, consistent, 24-7, 365 work. Um, Things that appear easy, they are not easy, but it comes down to making a fundamental choice. And even with what you've shared with us, and I'm sorry to hear about all the uh, challenges that your wife has faced, which indirectly with you being her partner, you faced as a family, as a couple, uh, you know, being a parent, you're always concerned about the happiness and the well-being of your children, and you've talked about some of the limitations and the restrictions and challenges facing that. And, you know, the fact that you both were unfortunately laid off around the same time, again, going into the holiday season, 
you know, you share all these things because you're putting a human face to the story. Yes, you've accomplished a lot of things. And yes, you continue to make that a choice and a daily ritual in your life uh, to honor yourself and going forward with maintaining those routines and that dedication, that tenacity. Uh, but what, what really resonates and connects with the listeners is the fact that you're talking quite openly and candidly about the ongoing struggle. And even though you're, you're mentioning, you know, some setbacks that have just recently occurred that would put most people back in the slumps and, and be very difficult to rise out of and to be motivated and to get on the show. I mean, you're full of energy. I could hear it. You know, energy does not lie. And so even with all the things that are ongoingly happening for you that are challenging your spirit, are cha- challenging you financially, are challenging you in every which way, you're still here to tell the tale and say anything is possible. Get out of your own way. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable and make the decision to rise in your life. And if I can do it, you can do it too. So thank you. This is a very profound, pivotal yeah. uh, message that yes. I really, I really want to impress upon the listeners here. And, and of course, when the podcast comes back, play it back, take notes, connect with Trent, and we're going to get to that too. How can people connect with you, Trent? Yeah, so TrentHepler.com, T-R-E-N-T-H-E-P-P-L-E-R.com is how you can connect with me. I love, Lisa, what you said. That is, is so true. And so much of that is stuff that I've actually learned in the past couple of years. It's resonating. You know, you, 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 whatever you resonate and whatever you believe, they're going to come back to you. It's manifesting. If you believe that, you can, it's going to be there. And these aren't just buzzwords. These aren't just things that you, you say. They're things that you believe. I mean, I believe that there is going to be fantastic abundance in my life. I don't have a paycheck. I don't have anywhere paychecks coming to me because I'm not trading my, my time for money anymore. But I believe that there's abundance. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to have all this money, but that, but abundance can be in so many ways. And I just know that that's going to be true. Um, having vision boards, having things that you look yeah. at and see and believe and tools you can go back to and having things you do on a regular basis because it's going to get hard. So you have to have dailies. You've got to remember your things. Well, my four things are worry is fear, anger is fear, you know, then identify what I'm really afraid of and I can confront that, you know, go back to, I know it's supposed to be hard. And if I, if I'm, if I have, I'm struggling, what secret am I keeping? You know, yeah. get that out there. So there's tools, there's things that you can do to move forward. Um, you know, and then pray, use the superior knowledge and light that is out there for us to gain, uh, happiness and joy for that's what the Lord God wants us to have. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a fight, but I love how you said the word warrior. I think, you know, I would love to have an army of light warriors, people out there that are fighting for light, moving forward and uh, carrying the torch of, of, of energy and abundance and of joy to others because there are armies of darkness yes. all around us and we have to be able to combat it. I mean, it's right. so prevalent. Well, and I would even go so far to say is the biggest form of darkness usually resides within ourselves because, yeah. you know, we can step into things. We can talk ourselves into things as much as we can talk ourselves out of things. And I think it's our birthright to shine and to find abundance and to prop each other up and to, and to be attracted only to the light. But there's always going to be distractions. There's always going to be people who are raining on your parade. But more importantly, knowing that that external stimuli does exist. And 
And that's something we just need to make a choice to overcome, to not pay attention to. Because I also believe what you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. And that can work with the positive. And conversely, that can also work for the negative. So you have to get very exceptionally clear within yourself where you emit your energies, where you place your focus. And when you talk about the warrior tribe, you know, vibe attracts tribe. So the people, people who see what you're doing in your own life and how you choose to live your life and knowing it's for the good. And it's not just for yourself, uh, benefiting yourself, but it's, it's showing people that this is possible for them. So it's benefiting other people by you choosing to be raw, being candid, being vulnerable, putting your story out there, talking about the ongoing struggle as it is for all of us, uh, but making a choice. So I want to also swing back to what we've been talking about addiction too. So I've worked you know, once upon a time, I was in social services for 25 years within senior management. So I worked with a plethora of individuals who were afflicted by addiction. And I would go so far as to say that addiction is, is, is there for all of us because I think people can get addicted, not just the substance aspect of things or food or, you know, binging on television and, and negative media and all that stuff, but the negativity that goes on within ourselves. I think people get addicted to the negative chatter that happens within ourselves that makes people play a smaller game in their lives because to put yourself out there, to take a risk, to believe in yourself, you know, that takes courage. Because everyone, not everyone's going to support what you're doing. Not everyone is going to think that the changes that you are proud of in yourself are things that are worth taking notice of. Or people, by contrast, because we're all looking at things through our own filters and not everybody, everybody has a different level of self-awareness. So, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about the addiction with negativity and maybe you can talk also about sometimes when you feel like you've risen in the ranks and you've pulled yourself out of your own darkness and you're doing only great things in your life, not not everybody's going to support that because that puts the mirror up to them like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not playing a really big game here and I'm not honoring myself to the degree that the Trent Haplers of the world are. And that does require work. So people would rather just hibernate and pretend that they don't exist and remain invisible and remain silent for the rest of their life and go with the status quo of what they think they should be doing because of the indoctrinated um you know, script that was handed down to them, not recognizing that when you get older, it's a choice. You can break through and recalibrate your mindset and your way of thinking. Yeah. And when you have that negative mindset, it perpetuates itself too. Yeah. And it becomes, it becomes a cycle of shame and fear and regret. And then you get, you keep that secret and then you don't share it and it becomes more shame and more fear and more regret. Yeah, and I, you know, I actually am very, very committed to the addiction recovery process. I volunteer my time at a weekly meeting that I go and facilitate. I was just at last night. My meeting's uh, uh, Wednesday nights and, or uh, uh, last night. And um, I go and I work with men. And I, I'm a sponsor and a trusted advisor for these other people that are facing their addictions. Now, um, it is a huge process to just accept that you might have some kind of addiction because people equate addiction with something that you can't control, that you're out of control of which is essentially there's basis in that. But what people don't understand is that there are ways and solutions to regaining control. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, those ways of gaining control are to release it to a higher power. <laughs> yeah. So you have to turn to God to do that. Um, that is what the, you know, the 12-step the, the process of Alcoholics Anonymous has been for years. And that's one thing that has actually held me back 
from wanting to share my story to the masses mm-hmm. because I believe that God is integral in your life. And I don't want to be the person that is going to offend. Well, I'm not scared of it anymore. I'm going to go out there and shout from the heavens that uh, if you want to change your life, this is the way that it can be done and be done in joy and in fullness. Um, right. And so that's something that's uh, important to me and it, part of my faith. I love how you brought, spoke about being genuine. I, you know, I think for 40 years of my life, I, I hid. I hid in fear and was mm-hmm. fake. And I tried to portray what persona that I wanted to create. Mm-hmm. And that persona was the fat, funny guy, the guy who got along with everybody, the life of the party. But at home, I was a very different individual, as I kind of described myself in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've come to a point now where I can't do anything but speak what's really in my heart and in my soul and who I really am. For yeah. it is so liberating. And I felt the joy and the release that comes from that. And the ability to move forward and the, the love that I feel from others. And the fear is driven away. I, I mean, I love how on the stuff that you post, you said it's fearless. You know, it's not being fearless. It's being fearless and living fearlessly. But you also post a lot of stuff of being fearless and how you are accentuating those words. And I love that. Thank but, you. Yeah. In the in the recovery process, there are there are there are these steps and you have to go through them They're in an order and they can help anybody. I mean, so you're talking video games. You can be addicted to running. You can be addicted to work. Many people are. You can be addicted to um, uh, all of the there's so many things that are just simple things in life. Your own negative thoughts, like you said, being a pessimist, being mm-hmm. negative, being being, you know, ornery, uh, you know, harboring. Um, uh, being unforgiving. So, you know, harboring ill wills against people forever and ever and ever. I mean, those are addictions to those dark places. And in order to get through those, you have to have honesty. You have to be honest about it. You have to then have hope that you can move past it. You have to have trust in God that he's going to be there for you. You have Mm -hmm. to then have truth. You have to write it down, get it out there, and then you have to confess it. You got to talk about it. I mean, these are tools that you do to actually get rid of these things. I know they work. I've lived these things in my life with the addictions. And so I know the tools. Once you do that and you confess it, then you look at your character weaknesses. You can have a change of heart and you seek humility. You ask for forgiveness. You make restitution. You know, if there's somebody that you have wronged, and then you go and say, listen, I'm really changing. Here is what I've done wrong. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And, then you be, and then you set a set of daily things that you need to do. You become accountable. So, you know, I, for me, I, I, I read my, my scriptures. I read in the Bible and in my scriptures. I pray. I write in my journal every day, and then I study. I study mm-hmm. every day. If I don't do those things every day to be accountable daily, then I don't have a good of a day that day. And then you start to give back, and then you, and then you preach the word to others. And that's, you know, part of the addiction recovery process. You share what you've learned, which is what uh, you and I are out here doing. So that is – addiction recovery process that how that's how it works it's not something that you read it's something that you live you have yeah. to yourself in it and you have to do it and you have to go after it and and if you don't then it's just going to pass you by absolutely wow beautiful and phenomenal trent very profound and uh i know everything that you're saying is going to resonate with the listeners because again this show is all about leadership it's about mindset it's about personal development, personal growth, and and I always, uh, I'm an avid um, speaker when it comes to 
talking about accountability. And I even use social media as a 3D visionary board. I put it out there so that other people can hold me to account for what it is I say I'm going to manifest. And I get very clear on what my non-negotiables are. So, you know, in some of these goals that I've set out for myself by writing it out and following through and taking massive action every single day, sometimes depending on the nature of the goal, it's going to take me five years to accomplish or it's going to take me a year, but you've got to be committed to the process. And so I put things out there on social media to show people it's okay to share your story this is how we learn from each other this is how we get inspired from each other this is how we remember we are not isolated and that you don't have to live within suffering and hardship you know that's a choice you know stuff's going to happen to all of us things that are completely out of our control things that are going to gobsmack us uh no matter how much we work and how you know, how valiantly committed we are to doing good and doing right by other people and doing good and right by ourselves. But at the same to- token, you know, it is inspiring other people. People go, okay, well, if Lisa McDonald can do it, if Trent Hepler can do it, if they can put their story out there knowing we all have our own story, we all have our own struggles, you know, some people have more tangible mentors and, and some people are, are more apt to ask for help or to receive help, whereas that's not the case for everyone else. Some people still see it as a sign of weakness unfortunately um but to me you know if you put your stuff out there and you're prepared to let other people hold you accountable for what you said you were going to accomplish or at least remain steadfast to uh achieving for yourself knowing that it's got a good result for not just yourself it's a win-win for everybody especially if you're a parent you know uh you value your community you value personal development you know be the testament. This is all part of your own legacy. And so I just, I absolutely love that we're talking about the same thing. We are talking the same language when we talk about manifestation, when we talk about writing things down, when we talk about accountability and visionary boards and all this stuff. Um, I, I, I just, I love people like you, Trent. Like, I, I really love, I wish I could hug you right now. <laughs> yes, we are. We're having a virtual hug, Lisa. Yes, I love we it. are. I love it. You know, I, I love what you said about being vulnerable, vulnerable because, see, people have the wrong perception of vulnerability. They see it as a weakness. Yeah. I have come to know that being vulnerable equals strength. Yes. When you're vulnerable, you have a real connection with somebody. That's strong. Mm-hmm. That actually brings the world together. That actually shares and effects change. Yes. And when you go and, and, and you're fake – you actually are, you're, you're, you're creating barriers and distance. And so, um, you know, for all of my, my weaknesses and my, uh, you know, where, where I fall short, if I don't share those, those actual weaknesses will be enhanced. They'll grow. They won't diminish. Mm-hmm. And so by sharing them, you actually minimize them because they're not, they're the negative. You move towards the positive. It's, it's, it's almost the opposite of what everybody thinks in so much of what we do. Of what we have to portray, we have to be like the Joneses, right? To to quote the the famous story. Um, and then when you get in that cycle of doing those things, it runs away. Um, it's like you know the old uh, story of the the Indian chief that shared with his son about the two wolves. Yeah, sure that you've heard the analogy yes. before. You know, one is one is dark and one is light, and one is envy and uh, hate and fear. And um, uh, destruction and all those things. And one is love and hope and forgiveness. And, you know, which one wins? It's the one that you feed. Feed. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and if you're feeding that one that is dark, then that is the one that's going to win. 
And by golly, I'm determined to feed the light wolf and to move forward and to find joy in this journey that we call life and uh, and uh, to, to connect with people in the same tribe. I, I love it. In the same army. It's, it's fantastic. Beautiful. Well, and the other thing I'll touch upon, too, in terms of vulnerability, you know, to me, it's counterintuitive. The people who have to put on that plastic facade of everything's perfect in their life and, you know, they don't encounter hardships or they're not struggling or things aren't a daily challenge, which it is. I mean, the the obstacles don't go away. It's the tenacity and the fierce commitment to plow through it regardless, knowing it's going to happen anyway. So you may as well recalibrate your attitude to counter it. Um but the thing is, if you're trying to connect with people, particularly for people like you and I who have a message trend, we're trying to connect with the masses, we're trying to help people get unstuck and, and rid themselves of fear in their own lives and to embrace a life that they're meant to uh, to live and to honor themselves in doing so, you know, you, you can't be relatable if people think that you are just like Teflon all the time, that nothing affects you, nothing, nothing throws you off course or derails you on occasion. Um, so yeah. if, if you're really trying to connect with a message with people, you have to be relatable, which means being vulnerable is the way in which to achieve that authentically. Because we know as human beings, we are all impacted by things. And to pretend that we're not is nonsense. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Yep. So being cognizant of time and knowing that these interviews always go far too quickly for my liking, you know, what are some of the, the, the breakthroughs, the take the takeaways in your own journey, your own life that you would most want to impress upon with the listening audience, knowing that it's going to make a huge cathartic difference in their life, whether it be from a healing standpoint, a growing standpoint, uh, you know, just honoring themselves, being the best version of who they can be. What would you wish to say to them? Um. What I want to, what I would say is that um, it first starts with belief, um, and if you don't have a belief, then make a goal. So yeah. uh, you know, set some kind of crazy goal. You know, mm-hmm. what is it going to be? And then just repeat and look at that goal. Post it somewhere. It may be insane, but that goal will then turn into you believing it. And if you believe in it, then you can achieve it, and you will achieve it. Um, you know, the way the world works and when you identify what it is in life that you're supposed to do, you're going to find so much joy and so much abundance in your life that it's going to blow your socks off. It's going to just be incredible. Um, and, and, and through that journey, I, I always go back to, but remember, it's going to be hard. And oftentimes, the harder or the, the more you get, the more abundance you get, the more difficult trials you're going to have. And so just remember that it's coming. You know, a friend of mine who is a wonderful, wonderful man, he is going through his third fight with leukemia. He's mm-hmm. having, he's preparing himself for a bone marrow transplant. And uh, he called me up two, he called me up two nights ago and said, um, he, he learned that uh, we had been laid off. And he says, every time I woke up last night, because he wakes up all the time, he's in pain, I prayed for you. He was praying for me. Wow. As, uh, as, as he's fighting his leukemia, and he, he told me, he says, look for those people that are going to fire shots at you, meaning those that are going to pull you down, those that are going to criticize you, those that are going to say, you're a crazy nut, because then you know you're on the precipice of greatness, that something Absolutely. wonderful is just around the corner. So thank them for, for, for manifesting what you already expected and to move forward with that. And I thought that was uh, just, you know, so timely and so incredible. 
Uh, Love it. Yeah. Love Uh, it. Yeah. I, uh, have you ever heard the uh, poem, uh, uh, Good Timber by Douglas Mollock? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I love that. It, it, it accentuates the, um, uh, it's supposed to be hard, uh, uh, idea or, or, or principle that I'm sharing. But it's mm-hmm. a fantastic poem. If you don't mind, I would love to Please read do. it. Please do. Please. So it's called Good Timber. Now I'll give a little bit of backstory because I think backstories make, uh, a poem better. I was um, in the movie theater with my son about four years ago, and, you know, before they have the previews, they have, like, TV commercials and stuff like that. And there was – this commercial was like a bank commercial, and there was a um, – uh, it was animated uh, about this tree growing in the city, essentially, and it was excellently done. It was great. I think it might be Umqua Bank, but I don't know. And so afterwards, we were, we were really affected. My, my son and I were still affected, and this is still – we talk about this all the time. And so we found what the poem was, and it's, it's called Good Timber by Douglas Mollock. And it says, the tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, what stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain, never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil to gain and farm his patch of soil, who never had to win his share of sun and sky and light and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger wind, the stronger trees. The further sky, the greater length, the more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men, good timbers grow. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both. And they hold counsel with the stars, whose broken branches show the scars of many winds and much of strife. This is the common law of life. Wow. I love that. I love that. that I just got goosebumps. That is beautiful, Trent. I can't thank you enough for sharing that with myself and the listeners. And I I can't wait for the podcast link. I'm going to be playing that back, and I'm going to be looking that up. I think I'm going to write, get that done in calligraphy and frame it. Love it. I love it. I love it. So um, it's uh, um, – I spent so many years just wanting it to be easy, and it was always the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, it's time to it was time to move forward and to uh, embrace uh, embrace the hardship as part of the wonderful, joyous journey that we're on. And so, uh, I'm happy to be able to do that. Well, and doesn't it just make the story that much more beautiful? I mean, if everything was seamless, if everything just fell in our lap, if everything was a bullseye and a slam dunk and everything came easily without having to go deeper within and to really cultivate it and nurture it yourself, I mean, would we really enjoy the fruits of our labor? Would we really understand transformation? Would we really be impacted by things not having a contrast of of knowing the struggle versus being able to taste it? When we actually come out on the other side, I mean, you know, I think that's part of the joy. I think that's part of the bliss. I think that's part of the beauty and the whole process is you know how hard you fought. You know how hard you struggled, and yet you still saw it through, and you saw it through knowing that there's still going to be ongoing challenges. There's going to be things that are going to test you and throw you off your game, but knowing that you're staunchly committed, that's the beauty of the whole thing. I I just love it. I love the struggle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and as you go through that struggle, you're going to learn there's so many different things that uh, there really are planned for you to do. So as part of my, my journey, I did. I, I actually wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Now, I always have to 
preface this that I never went into this with any intention of of uh, writing a book. Matter of fact, I growing up I was always one of the I hated reading, so I you know I didn't even know if I knew how to write. <laughs> mm-hmm. But wow. as I went through this journey, it was um, uh, I don't know kind of revealed to me that uh, uh, you know the Lord wanted me to share my story, and so. I thought, okay, well, this would be good at least for posterity. The great-grandkids will know that, uh, you know, great-granddaddy went from, you know, being a jerk to at least being a nice guy that uh, <laughs> you know, tried to change his life and, and love his wife and kids. And so um, I went through and I wrote, uh, it's really just a raw account, kind of open, of that year in my life from starting the journey to running the marathon to, you know, ending up. Uh, and I have in there... Um, a, a lot of pictures uh, that show before and after. I actually um, videoed all of my weigh-ins because I had I had a plan. And I think having a plan and having a goal is important. It's that mm-hmm. sticker. It's that goal, you know, that you write and you look at. And so I had four weigh-ins with Scott and Ty. They videoed each weigh-in. And so you're going to see me, you know, in my underwear at 300 and <laughs> – 80 pounds and send down it, you know, because yeah, he wanted to be as light as possible, so I didn't have any clothes on, and I'm not a shy person, so um, it's uh, those videos are out there. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 a really quick read, but it's uh, it's raw and it's emotional. Sometimes I read it and I think it is the you know just written terrible and it's awful, and sometimes I read and I think it's the best book that's been ever been created. So beautiful. Um, yeah. And what's the title and where can people find it? So the title is The uh, Power Within, How Can I Concentrate When There's Food in Front of Me, A Journey of Change. So it's a long title. Uh, it references to my food addiction, um, uh, but uh, really The Power Within. You can find it on Amazon um, under The Power Within, A Journey of Change. Um, you can find, go to TrentHepler.com, and uh, TrentHepler.com is uh, going to be the best places for you to be able to receive it and to get the links. Beautiful. Well, I would really encourage the listening audience to reach out to Trent. Obviously, this is somebody who's walking his talk. This is somebody who understands the struggle that you're perhaps going through. But, you know, like he did with uh, Scott, his initial mentor trainer, you know, you got to take that leap of faith. And even if it feels scary, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if you're feeling directionless and you don't know how this is all going to unfold for yourself, step into it. You deserve this. You deserve to live a joy-filled life. You deserve clarity. You deserve to understand what it is your purpose is. And one can only truly uh, achieve that by getting exceptionally clear. And I don't think any of us can get exceptionally clear without surrounding ourselves with true mentors, people who've already navigated the journey, people who've already aspired to be on the right track in terms of positivity, in terms of direction, in terms of messaging, in terms of everything. So please connect with Trent. Uh, would love to. I'm going to look into that, getting that book myself, Trent. Sounds awesome. And I'd be happy to send you a copy, Lisa. I'd be happy to send you one. Well, fantastic. And I'll send you copies of my books as well. You know, I hope your children enjoy them, even though they're really written for all demographics. I would love but, that. Yeah. Yes. But uh, we're just about ready to wrap up here, unfortunately, because I could talk to you for hours, Trent. I love your energy. I love your positivity. I love how you're living fearlessly and how you've inspired the listeners and myself to take it to an extra level, really peeling back the onion and really getting deep and being honest, being authentic, being accountable and just stepping into it. 
it. So for the ways in which you have continued to do that for yourself and the ways in which that has helped resonate with other people, Trent, I just want to say thank you. Uh, you know, the person in me honors the person in you, and I think you're doing amazing stuff. And it's been such an honor and such a pleasure to showcase you here on radio. And uh, I'm really looking forward to staying and remaining connected and knowing what more comes of your journey. And maybe we have you back on radio at a later date when you've got other things you wish to share with the listening audience and myself. Thank you so much. And I really feel like this won't be the last time we'll speak. I feel a great connection with you and uh, you know, with your audience and uh, – you know, building this great army and, and, and warriors that we talked about. I think it's uh, what we're all meant to do. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Trent. Keep worrying on, my friend. Keep worrying on. But uh, to my listening audience, I want to thank you once again for your loyal listenership. I want to thank you for tuning back in with my guest uh, here today. My guest today, of course, Trent Hepler. And uh, I just want to say thank you very much. I don't take your listenership or your loyalty for granted. It means everything to me. I want to thank you. Because of you, I am uh, we're now hovering around 480,000 Living Fearlessly podcast subscribers. Couldn't do it in a vacuum. Couldn't do it without your uh engagement, your testimonials, your feedback, your reaching out either to myself or to my particular guest of each week. So I just want to say keep doing the good stuff. You're you're doing phenomenal things. I'm paying attention to you as much as you're paying attention to me. I once again want to thank Halt and Honda for believing in the message and the content behind Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, so ultimately believing in myself as well. Uh, such an honor and such a testament. And I want to thank my friends over at the C-Suite Radio Network for also incorporating my show into their platform and, of course, always thanking the Contact Talk Radio Network, which is where the journey began for me with radio. Truly honored, truly blessed. I want to wish everybody a phenomenal safe weekend. We'll be back here again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Wishing you a fantastic weekend. Love and gratitude. Uplifting you to fear less and to live more. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at LisaMcDonaldAuthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.